Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. You just heard... Maria Chaleos break in with that news. The unfortunate news that the Utah Department of Health is reporting four more deaths uh, here in the state of Utah, folks who have died from the coronavirus. Uh, additional information from the state uh, confirming that 170 new cases have been uh, detected. And in, the state is estimating that over 1,200 people have recovered. Almost 85,000 people here in the state of Utah have been tested, uh, but let me go back to that first unfortunate detail we learned just now. Four more Utahns have died. Let me tell you something real quickly before we get into this next conversation. I Each day at this time is when the Utah Department of Health updates the coronavirus.utah.gov website and shares with us the updated case numbers, the, the counts of how many uh, individuals have been impacted in any of these various categories. Again, the total cases, the total reported people tested, uh, those requiring hospitalization, and then uh, the category which uh, I hope and pray each day uh, does not increase is the total number of Utah COVID-19 deaths. And, uh, and it's a heartbreaking thing. Around this time each day as I click refresh, refresh, refresh on the website and uh, the days where I see that number increase, uh, I feel a little bit of pain and sorrow because I know that each one of those numbers represents uh, a family and a family member. Someone has lost someone. And uh, I just uh, I remember that myself each day as these numbers are re- revealed. And I'd invite you to continue uh, to remembering to, to continue to remember those uh, realities as well. Uh, so anyway, that, that's my, my soapbox and my invitation to uh, just remember that each and every one of these numbers uh, truly is a person. We will at 2.30, about an hour from now, hear from state epidemiologist Dr. Angela Dunn, where she will talk about these numbers. Again, an increase of four deaths here in the state of Utah today. Uh, I'm sure it will be asked if those deaths uh, come from, say, long-term care facilities or under what circumstances were the individuals living who lost their lives uh, to the coronavirus today. Uh, So that, again, coming up at 2.30. Now I want to turn my attention uh, pretty dramatically to a conversation I had earlier today. I spoke with Salt Lake City Mayor uh, Erin Mendenhall. She is engaged in an interesting project right now. You know, when she was running for mayor, uh, air quality was uh, one of her uh, platforms. She spoke uh, at great length uh, and spoke in great staunch terms about the importance of preserving the environment, doing what we can to protect the environment and help things out along those lines. And so it is no surprise to me to learn that this morning she and her office has entered into a, a public-private partnership of sorts uh, between uh, the, the city and Ivory Homes as they 
engaged in an interesting effort to plant trees uh, around the city of Salt Lake. Uh, I asked her first when we were speaking, I said, tell me about this partnership between your office and Ivory Homes. Ivory Foundation has been a huge supporter of our West Side Thousand Trees a Year initiative, and we're grateful that they're expanding it at this point to um, allow people who want to plant a tree in their private property, so in their backyard or their front yard, where the city normally wouldn't be able to fund the planting of trees. People can apply for a voucher to pick up a free tree, and they're putting 200 trees out there between today and May 9th. Outstanding. And you, this type of stuff is important to you. What is the, what's the value of planting all these trees? It may sound like a simple question, but uh, help us remind us the value of things like this. Oh, trees are so valuable. There's a saying that the best time to plant a tree was 25 years ago, and the next best time is today. The benefits of trees improve our air quality. They improve our property values, our walkability. They decrease heating and cooling costs of homes and buildings. And they just generally make a place look and feel better. Then I asked her, you heard the, the mayor mention specifically the west side. I asked her to uh, elaborate on the city's focus on planting trees on the west side of Salt Lake City. She had this to say. Salt Lake City Urban Forestry did a survey that looked at where we needed trees throughout the city. And we found that there's space in the public spaces for more than 25,000 additional trees. And whether you look at the city survey or just Google Maps from a satellite, you'll see that the majority of those trees are needed on our west side. So the reason for the West Side Initiative is to just even begin to start to have some equity between our urban forests from east side to west, not to mention the beautification, the air quality benefits, property value benefits, and everything else that comes along with a beautiful urban forest. Now, I mentioned that this program, which has been announced now by Mayor Mendenhall here in the city, is a public-private partnership. Uh, the city will be taking care of much of the planting, but there is still uh, much that residents of the city can do. I asked her to elaborate a, a bit about what is available for uh, residents of the city to do if they'd like to get their hands on this project. So, Salt City residents can go to ivorygreen.com or to Salt Lake City's Urban Forestry page. And on the Ivory Green website, for example, you'll be able to select whether you want a tree for your park strip or for your own yard. And if you pick the park strip, then it'll lead you to Salt Lake City's Urban Forestry page, and you can fill out the form there. Or if it's for your private property, you'll go through that voucher application, and they're taking up to 200 free tree vouchers will be put out there for Salt Lake City residents. The partnership element of this, to me, is fascinating. I asked the mayor uh, how a partnership like this came to be, how it came uh, to pass that the Salt Lake City Urban Forestry uh, Department, along with Ivory Homes, uh, had decided to join forces on this task. Yeah, the thousand trees that we're planting on our city's west side are all being supported through private donations. And it's something I talked about on the campaign trail, and I was grateful that by the time uh, Inauguration Day happened, and we held a gala even as a fundraiser for the trees, we were able to raise enough money for all 1,000 trees. Now, it is Salt Lake City uh, urban forestry workers who are helping dig those holes and get the trees in the ground. So it's absolutely a public-private partnership, and we hope that can continue as we plan to plant 1,000 trees every single year through my administration. Mayor Mendenhall, then uh, let me know how else folks might get involved. For people applying for one of the vouchers through the Ivory Green Initiative, they will be prioritizing people who uh, are in Salt Lake City and are on our west side of the community, but also looking for people who want to plant a tree for a friend or a neighbor. We want this to be a community initiative. And so if you know someone 
in your neighborhood, on your street, or a family member who needs a tree in their yard, we encourage you to apply it. And that uh, was the conversation I had with the mayor this morning. A uh, grateful tour for these efforts. Uh, I, I may uh, make my way over to that website myself, see, my, see if I'm uh, a candidate to plant a tree here uh, near my home. So uh, that's that. Grateful to you for listening to that. If you want to uh, learn more, the mayor there made it available for you, the website and all. Uh, check that out. I'm sure she uh, would be very grateful. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, I'm going to have a conversation with you about a story I found in the state of Washington. It is frustrating and it is emblematic of much of what is going on right now when it comes to, uh, say, the unemployment insurance program, this paycheck uh, protection program, and all the aid being handed down by the federal government. Uh, It is the unfortunate reality that there are folks who would take advantage of that. And there's an example of that up in Washington. I'll share it with you next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.